0: the Lord be with you? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Since many have undertaken to compile a narrative of the events that have been fulfilled among us, just as those who were eyewitnesses from the beginning and ministers of the word have handed them down to us, I too have decided after investigating everything accurately anew, to write it down in an orderly sequence for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may realize the certainty of the teachings you have received. (coughs) Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and news of him spread throughout the whole region. He taught in their synagogues and was praised by all. He came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went according to his custom into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. Jesus stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, Jesus handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. Jesus said to them, Today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you. Well begun is well done. That little aphorism that's been around for probably centuries uh, expresses a real truth that we know from all kinds of different parts of our lives. A sprinter in an Olympic race knows that he's got to get out of the blocks really, really fast if he has any chance of, of winning that race. And a builder, whether he's putting up a skyscraper or a barn, knows that If it's going to be a good building, he has to prepare, first of all, a great foundation, one that's solid and firm and and square as can be. And, of course, it's true also for messiahs. If they're going to save the world, they have to start out well. Well begun is well done. In the Gospel today, we hear from the very, very beginning of Luke's Gospel, a little bit of an introduction And then we move into Jesus' life, his adult life, his ministry. And in these stories, Luke really, really wants to make it clear that Jesus is beginning well his ministry among us, that Jesus is really doing the right things, all the right things he needs to do if he's going to be acknowledged as the Messiah, as the Savior, indeed as the very Son of God. So he has him go out, follow John the Baptist for a while, be baptized in the Jordan River, receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, understand who he is, the very son of the Father. He then goes out into the desert and experiences the terrible temptations there, these temptations against his vocation to turn his vocation, his calling, his status as the very son of the Father into something for himself And then after those 40 days in the desert, Luke has him beginning to actually preach, teach, and to do the great gifts, the great uh, acts of charity, of love of the Father for the sick and the poor, the homeless, those who are in need of God's mercy. (coughs) And Luke says, everything is going great so far. Everything is wonderful. Jesus has begun well his ministry among us. People are praising him. People are lauding him. People are saying, wow, this is really something. We have a new star on the stage of Israel, and we're all just thrilled about it. And this is precisely the problem, because Jesus understands his vocation of service, of ministry, of being the Messiah, the very Son of the Father, not as something about himself. This isn't about me, he would say. When I touch someone and give them the gift of sight after being blind for a lifetime, that's not about me. I don't do that so people will go, oh, what a cool guy you are. I do it so that the man may see. And the man may return to life and may make a living and enjoy his family and his home. I do it for him. It's about him. And the same with the leper. I heal the leper so that he can be one with us again, so that he can be one with his family, so he can have a normal, gracious, gifted life, so that he can enjoy life again. It's about him, not about me. I don't heal the leper so people will say, Oh, what a great guy you are, Jesus of Nazareth. (laughs) And certainly, I don't offer forgiveness to the sinner because it makes me look like a divinity here, like God himself. I do it so the sinner might be free, might have a second chance, might have an opportunity to begin again their lives. That's why I do it. It's for them, not for me. So Jesus is already experiencing the tension of having people lauding Him and praising Him and saying, what a great guy you are. And in the midst of that, He wants to say, no. And and He has a very specific way of saying, it's not about me. It's a risky decision He makes. He decides that he needs to go back to his hometown of Nazareth. To the very synagogue where he grew up, and where he was known by his aunts and his uncles and his cousins and his family members. To this little place that you know nobody even knows about to Nazareth. And there in that synagogue he plants his flag. There in that synagogue, he kind of issues his Magna Carta of who I am, of what my mission is about. There in that synagogue, he says to the people who are listening to him in the most potent way possible, I am not your star. I am not here to gain glory for myself and even maybe more importantly for you to enjoy the reflected glory of of who I am. I am here for the poor, I am here for the captives, I'm here for the oppressed, I'm here for the sick, I'm here for the lonely, I'm here for the sinner. He takes the beautiful words of the prophet Isaiah and he reads them aloud. And his first words of commentary on that beautiful reading are the simple words, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. It's Jesus' way of saying to his people and to anyone who will listen, my work, my ministry, my service to humanity as, as the very Son of the Father is not meant to bring glory to me or to you. It's meant to bring God's love, God's mercy, and God's great gift of compassion to those who need it the most, to those who are most hurt by life in this world, to those who are broken, to those who are oppressed, to those who are captive in any fashion whatsoever in this life of ours. That's my mission, to serve them. It's about them. The reaction which we'll hear about next Sunday to Jesus' words is extremely powerful. People don't like it. Because they wanted their star. They wanted the fame. They wanted the glory of Jesus to kind of redound upon them. He's our boy. We raised him. He's from Nazareth. That's not what Jesus gives them and they react very, very angrily. And so the aphorism that we began with, you know, well begun, well done, doesn't seem to apply in this case. What's going to happen in the next moments of this story and throughout the story of Jesus going forward that Luke tells us, is that Jesus will be rejected. Jesus will not find an audience applauding him, for very long, much longer. Jesus will find his mission not well done, but complicated and conflicted and filled with all kinds of trouble, even to the point where in the end, this same Jesus will find himself being hung on a cross on a hot Friday afternoon. So where's the well done part of the story? Luke wants us to understand that there is a deeper kind of well done to his well begun. The deeper well begun and well done is what has happened to the poor, what has happened to the blind, what has happened to the captives, what has happened to the sick and the ill and the sinner, the new lives they have received, the grace they have received, the encounter with God that they've experienced, that's the well done here. And it's made especially and particularly manifest three days after Jesus is murdered, when He rises on the first day of the week and shows to Israel, shows to Nazareth, shows to the world that there is a different kind of success, a different kind of glory, a different kind of grace abounding in this world than that of fame and fortune and applause. Jesus' greatest gift to us by beginning well His ministry is showing us that in the end, the well done is not success, it's not applause, it's not fame, it's love, it's new life, it's new light, all of which is manifested in the lives of those he has touched along the way, and in the resurrection from the dead. Well begun is well done.